30 teams, 30 pods, 30 days. Today we're going to Cincinnati to explore the red leg. So let's get into it. What is going on, baseball fans? My name is Jack, joined here by Lorenzo. We are We.Ice. Thanks for joining, and thanks for all the listening. Thanks for all the support, you guys. Yeah, what's up, guys? Welcome, all you new fans to We.Ice. How you guys doing today? Let's talk some baseball. Yo, I'm really feeling myself lately, singing-wise. I'm thinking about dropping an EP soon. Here. You know, where my boys I have at? a solution for you. Sometimes I get really hyped about my voice. I'll do this nice little, like, like a falsetto. Ah. And I, I'm, I start to feel myself a lot. This is what you got to do. Open up voice memos on your phone in your car and Oof. record yourself singing play it back you won't sing for a week pain is it that bad it's it's awful yeah it'd be, Dude. you know in your ears you sound really good especially when you're singing along to like oh a song oh my god i'm crushing it what when the audio is stripped when there's no banging 808s or like john mayer killing the guitar it's just your voice your trembly awful pitchy voice it is just devastating like an old man trying to hold a cup of water <laughs> yeah, just like, oh. so and you can hear the confidence like you, and it's so embarrassing because you're like, oh, oh, you thought you had it. Yo, there is, I'll, there is a certain songs where like they go to like a freaking ballad part and I'm tasting myself. I'm like, you got yeah. this, buddy. I'm just like, yo, shut off the vocals. Let me karaoke this. I'm a big karaoke guy. But yeah, the Cincinnati Reds. Let's <laughs> talk about some Reds baseball. They, our, our court opens are getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, it's it's like the it's it's approaching office level cold opens. Well, like next week you're gonna have peanut butter in your hair. Most likely, but yeah, the the Reds, man, 2020, they kind of, I feel like they were the most hyped team in baseball, but also the most annoying team in baseball. 31 and 29 record, third in the NL Central. A lot of names, a lot of hype, not a lot of results for what you would have expected. Yeah, they they signed a lot of people. They were the NL White Sox and. That has changed. That has definitely changed. It was, and I think the big issue in 2020 was obviously their offense, man. They finished the 28th in the league in runs per game, despite having one of the best pitching staffs in the game, with obviously Trevor Bauer, who won the Cy Young, Sonny Gray, who still, even though he's not the best, he's still shoving, and Luis Castillo. He had, Sonny Gray was off and on. He had a really dominant month, and then he kind of sucked. You can really point it out to the, the Reds for the fifth best pitching staff in baseball and the 28th best offense. So somewhere in the middle, you got to split that difference. It's a lot. It's very yeah. similar to another team we talked about earlier. Um, who was it that we talked about with also that elite offense? Nah, I don't remember. The Phillies? It could have been. I don't remember. But either way, the Reds. So, yeah, I look at them, and it was a— Weird year. I, I, we kind of called that everybody was too high on the Reds. They brought in Moustakis. They brought in Bauer at the trade deadline before. They had some other guys. And then they just couldn't get done. Yeah. Yeah, they they brought in a bunch of free agents, and it didn't really mesh. Mainly, the, the offense was just, just terrible. I mean, they played the Braves in that opening series, and people were like, the Reds are going to win this thing. And then the Reds didn't score a single run in two postseason games. And one went... For, for like 42 innings and they did they just couldn't score they couldn't score so you want to know what if you can't beat them sometimes you got to come back a little stronger you know go do a little bit of off-season training and the mm-hmm. reds were like hat no let's not do that so yeah. they go into the off-season they bring in sean doolittle on a one-year 1.5 million dollar contract they bring in d gordon d strange gordon to a minor league deal they traded for shortstop kyle holder Traded for left-handed pitcher Siono Perez from the Astros and traded for Noe. Noe? Is it Noe? Or... Noe. 
Snowy, Ramirez from the Angels, and they also acquired Jeff Hoffman in a trade from the Rockies. So they did some moves, none of them of substance because they lost Trevor Bauer, yeah. Anthony DeShaflaney. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. I knew that one. I did that on purpose. Uh, Archie Bradley okay. and then Russell Iglesias and Matt Bowman. Yeah, um, a lot of guys going to the Angels. But this team spent, what, like $2 million this offseason? After spending a, so much last offseason, they didn't spend any money. The Reds owner just woke up like, nah, dude, I, I'm trying to get a yeah. coffee from Starbucks this morning. We ain't we ain't buying Trevor Bauer back. It's so funny, the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes and the team he was on, we didn't even talk about. They were, they were they were allegedly in the, allegedly sounds bad, they were supposedly in in the sweepstakes, like they at midseason, Barrett kept saying, "Like, oh, I love it here. Like, I don't. You never know." But there's no way the Reds couldn't. The Reds spent like two million dollars all off season. That would be Bowers' lunch. That is true. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't doing it. Bowers over here, like ordering caviar for lunch now. He ain't going back to Cincinnati. Also, yeah. sorry, but Cincinnati does not sound like a fun town to be in. It doesn't. Is it's, it a town or a city? It's a city. What's the difference? Um, a city has a mayor. A town has a group of local res- representatives to govern them. I bet that mayor in Cincinnati wears a top hat. Yeah, he probably he. They take Groundhog's Day way too far. Way too far. Too for many sure. days, guys. They like shut businesses yeah. down on Groundhog's Day. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the team they lost a lot, but. The offense was a struggle. The pitching was a strength. We told you who they lost. So let's see who's going to be swinging it for the Cincinnati Reds in 2021. So, Jack, their starting nine looks like the following. You got Jesse Winker, the hoodwinked, as we called him. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we got Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, Eugenio Sanchez, or Cerez? Eugenio. 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 What? <laughs> Eugenio Suarez. What he said, Mike Moustakis, Nick Senzel, Kyle Farmer, and Tucker Barnhart. Rounds out that starting eight. I look at this team and realize I suck at pronouncing names, number one. But two, mm-hmm. there's not enough pop in this lineup at all. Well, the thing is, there should be pop. This is a really good pop lineup, but they they didn't do it at all. At all. And there's no one in this roster on this team that I can realistically expect to bounce back. Are you ready for their following batting averages? Oh, I'm going to read you all eight. 255, 225, 226, 202, 230, 186, 266, and 204. The highest batting average on that that I've read was 266, and that was only in 70 appearances from shortstop Kyle Farmer. Yeah, just really, really bad. That's so bad, dude. And for some reason, I mean, we, we talked about the Brewers. They didn't hit either. But for some reason, this is even more, like, just disturbing almost. The NL Central cannot swing the bat at all. The Not fact that you are a, a team and you have free people in your lineup who had an on-base percentage of under 300 in 2020 and you like, are supposed to be or were the darlings last season is unacceptable. Like borderline, I'm sort of like angry that you have such a bad offense and you don't do anything to make it better. Well, I think this is – they just lost the offseason two years ago. They went out and they got Castellanos – Mike Moustakis, and those were like, they paid a lot of money for those guys, and they come out and just both have really bad years, so I kind of can't blame them because they they splurged on their budget to try to make a splash in the short season, I think they really capitalized on that, and it just, just didn't work, just didn't work at all. Guys, Reds, let me, let me do a little financial advice, if you're going to spend money, 
how about you pick players that will be good for you? Yeah, I mean, Castellanos was a highly touted free agent. Like, that Reds, him landing on the Reds was supposed to be big for them. I didn't like them signing Moose to that big of a contract. Um, Yes, I mean, hindsight is 2020, um, or 2021 now, I guess. It's it's the year. But it just doesn't, this lineup isn't a good, they didn't build it well. I don't like it. Positive spin. Let's do a positive spin on this okay. lineup. There is some guys. <laughs> quick switch up there. Quick switch up. There's some guys who could bounce back. Like, you could see. Yeah, it was a 60 yeah. game sample. Maybe Castellanos. I don't think Castellanos is as bad as he was in 2020. Even though I think Mike's, Mike Moustakis' contract was way a big of an overpayment, I just don't think he's that bad either. And there's some guys like Jesse Winker, all things considered, had a really good start to 2020 and finished the season not terrible. He slugged 554 and went on base for free 88. If you can get that batting average up a little bit, the power seems to be there. I don't hate him in your lineup at all. Um, there's some other guys who maybe could spin it around. Like Kyle Farmer is a good major league hitter. Not a lot of pop at all, but he can kind of just swing it a little bit, get on base. So there's some guys who could do it. You just need a lot to happen. But even if that does, this lineup is still tough. Yeah, those first four, they have some pop. Um, they, but they they're not name. really going to... Yeah, they're not really going to hit for average. They're going to hit some dingers and hit some RBIs. So you need, I don't, it just really doesn't do it for me. I don't like how, I don't like having Winker and Castellanos being your one-two. Winker does not read to me as a one, a number one hitter. I'm going to do a little bit of research on his uh, career, but he does not, I don't look at Jesse Winker. He's a thick daddy and think, oh, you're a. He is, yeah. Big beard. You don't really see beards. You don't see beards on leadoff hitters. Not a leadoff hitter type of build, you know? He's 27 years old. This is his fourth season in the majors. So his first two seasons, he, he could swing it contact-wise, you know, uh, seven home runs in both seasons with 298 and 299 batting average. But the past two seasons, he's kind of been more of a hit-or-miss power hitter guy, like hitting under 270 with an uh, OPS in 2020. was really good, 932. But I don't think he's the guy you want. Maybe it is. Maybe he walks a lot more than we're giving him credit for. Yeah, maybe the walks. I, yeah, I just I don't like how he doesn't scream. I mean, to me. they. Yeah, the Reds and and after twenty nineteen, they went out and like built this thing. They 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 were on the rise. They had got Sonny Gray, Bauer had a good rotation set up, and they were like, oh, we're gonna sign some free agents. We're gonna be a sleeper team, and it just it just didn't work out. It didn't work out like the we've seen the Padres and White Sox lineup just kind of naturally form. Um, it was just like, oh, this was this was forced, and it didn't it didn't vibe. I mean, we're hating on him for sure right now, but I don't know. I think I, I do in bias. I don't like the Reds in general just because of last year of the overhype. But, Jack, who's spinning it for this team? Because that's supposed to be their strength. Yeah, definitely the strength. They lost Bauer, which he was the best pitcher L. last year. So that's a huge L. He single-handedly carried this team to the playoffs, I think you can probably say. Um, so then you go Sonny Gray as their new ace with Luis Castillo kind of fighting for that ace spot. They go Tyler, Tyler Mahi, I think is how you say it. Wade Miley, and then who knows for the fifth spot. You got a bunch of people competing. Vangress have it slotted in as Michael Lorenzen, but he hasn't really started before, so they throw someone in there. Yeah, that's going to be a weird spot. Probably a position battle. You're going to see a lot of uh, prospect talk in the back of that rotation. Personally, my, one of my favorite prospects is Nick Lodello, uh, the number mm. one prospect in the reg- organization. A lot of comparisons to David Price with his style and pitch mix, but lacks like yeah. elite stuff to be a true top end starter but he's probably gonna slot in good at the back end back half of a rotation so keep an eye on him to kind of fight for that fifth spot because like you said Lorenz is not really a starter so 
yeah, there's a lot of mixing, uh, mixing, mixing and matching. You're gonna see Widget's uh, starting rotation, but let's start top. I maybe I'm I don't like Sonny Gray too much. I I like him as a personality, and I think he's a really good two or free starter. But him as your ace does not scream confidence to me. Yeah, I mean he has to show that he's reliable. He just hasn't been reliable in his career um, or consistent. So until that happens, it's not it's not a great person to have as your ace. There's a chance he could go out and win a Cy Young. He's dropped the stuff, but he just hasn't been able to put it together in a while. So, I yeah, not his... a great number one. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I love his short man mentality like that. Mm. Like, yo, I'm a short king. I'm out here just, you know, fighting people. That little button that he keeps on down is kind of hot. I'm into it. But I, he yeah. just doesn't – I don't know. I, I also am very tainted from his Yankee days. That's true. We have the Red Sox bias in us. Then you go to Luis Castillo, who is filthy stuff. Really fun to watch. Nasty. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about him. I think he's he's a good two. He's a good two. I like Luis Castillo. He's older than you would expect at 28 years old. He kind of feels like he just kind of popped off. But, um, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's good. His stuff's nasty. He, he'll be nasty for the Reds this year. I think all things considered, he'll probably end up taking over that one spot by the end of the year. Um, yeah. slotted, slotted in there. And then the back half of that rotation, Tyler Mahi was good in 2020, free 5-9 ERA. He kind of had a good strikeout-to-walk ratio as well. He he fitted in nicely, but then Wade Miley, it's, he's a veteran who will give you innings, but not I don't know how quality innings you're going to get. And then the fifth start is kind of a, a shit shoot. This rotation very quickly went from being like, I don't know, from last year. We, we, if you throw Bauer in there, we're saying... Is this the best? Yeah, desperate, we're saying, it, is this the best rotation? It desperately needs an ace because Castillo and Gray yeah. or Gray has not like shown me that they can be an MLB ace yet. It, They're not, if yeah. it had an ace, everyone slots in perfectly. Right now, everyone's just one spot too high. Yeah, which is why I think one of the big storylines for the team this year, a lot of trade rumors swirling around in the offseason. They never happened. Castillo could be making a departure. Um, Sonny Gray could be leaving. I think that's that's some stuff to look out for. Yeah, Castillo getting traded seems like the I expected him to go to Yankees a lot. There was other teams that I like you kept hearing like the Blue Jays getting Luis Castillo behind Ryu would be so good. So nice. So, so nice, good. exactly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's not longed for this rotation. But mm-hmm. it's tough because as a Reds fan, it turns out so quickly because if Michael Renzen just didn't suck to start the season, you could have been like six games over five hundred and like cemented in and then the whole season could have gone better. But it's, that's baseball, baby. Yeah, the, their offense, I think, ultimately just let them down, and it let them down. It, they had a really great the last couple of weeks. They surged into the playoffs. I was kind of rooting for them a little bit. I was like, yeah, let's get into the playoffs. Like, do it somehow, even though everyone hates the Reds. They're so annoying. They didn't really win a series the entire year. They won, like, two series, and they, they back into the playoffs, and they didn't score a single run, which is what we should have expected because no one even sniffed hitting 270 on their team. Trevor Bauer just threw complete games every other day. That was basically yeah. what happened. That's yeah, how they won. Then you got to the bullpen, and I don't hate this bullpen. You got Amir Garrett, who I think is such an electric guy on the mound. I love him. That, that I'll never forget when he went to just fight the entire Pirates dugout. So good, yeah. So good. Then you got Lucas Sims, Sean Doolittle, Tahey and Tuan. Tahey? Tahey? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say TJ. TJ? Uh, there is a T so. and a J in there, so I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, 
and Jeff Hoffman, and then Noe Ramirez, or like you mentioned earlier. So there's some guys in this pen who I don't like hate. Like I like me Amir Garrett. I like Lucas Sims, who were both really good in 2020. There's just some other guys who I don't really feel super confident in. So it lacks depth, but it's got high end guys. Another two guys he also could probably end up getting moved. Yeah, I I don't hate this rotation, um, but I don't love it. I mean the bullpen. It doesn't save any other part of this team though, but it's not. Yeah, it. It's not horrible. It kind of perfectly fits in with the rotation. It's like, okay, there's some guys yeah. there. It doesn't really feel like it works. It doesn't, like, fit right. Like, there's name recognition and talent, but it doesn't feel like a pen. It just feels like two arms. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, I know this is everyone's favorite segment. In the minor leagues, they have a catcher in double-A, Chucky Robinson. So, Great really name. good name. Got a hope for him. A lot of hope for Chucky. I feel like he could kind of mm-hmm. fit in nicely. Yeah, their farm system's overall pretty name. deep, though, especially for a team that's kind of isn't. It's not particularly deep. There's like some interesting prospects with upside to contribute. But the Reds, like, I don't know. They could be competitive, but none of the prospects really project to have true MLB impact for this team. And then you go down and you kind of look at like the like the people on this team that you can maybe trade. And you got to start wondering if you're a Reds fan. Do you, Reds fan, do you need to blow it up to try to get some high end prospects on this team to give yourself a future? Yeah, this this team lost a lot. It's going to be different, and I don't know if they have that new blood to kind of like fill it as they would hope. But just this offseason, they lost Bauer, Casali, Archie Bradley, Freddie Galvis, Tyler Thornburg, um, Destelafani or Dasani as you called them, and then like Nate Jones. So a lot of relievers. Obviously, Bauer is your ace, and then losing your catcher and just a bunch of other. Guys. They lost a lot. Yeah, their bullpen took a hit, like you mentioned. Like Iglesias, Bradley, and Bowman are all gone. That's like that's tough. Mm-hmm from can Amir Garrett actually become that bona fide closer and then you also have questions I think another bright spot that we shouldn't we focus a little bit more on is Antoine who is scheduled in a bullpen because he worked out of the pen in 2020 because he came up from the alternate site but he's a second year Mm -hmm. player of a lot of promise as a pitcher so you could kind of expect him to kind of take a rotation spot maybe that ignites it and then the aforementioned Nick Lodello Again, another rotation piece. So there are some guys with, again, the MLB, the Reds organization has a lot of guys who could just be really good MLBers, but I don't think they're like, they're going to blow you away. So you got to look at this team and you wonder what about is what about this team is going to happen? Like a 212 batting average as a team in 2020 was their batting average. That's horrible. That's so bad. So their offense isn't good enough, their rotation has pieces, and their bullpen has pieces, but if you're not going to invest in this team, isn't it just blow it up, or what are we doing here? So, now we get to the tricky part, because similar to the Brewers, we look at this team, and it's painfully average. Very average. they're in a division where the division is so average that they kind of slot in where you can imagine where they can almost make a run. Is there a world where the Cincinnati Reds win the division? I don't think so. Um, yeah, they're, they're pieces away, but I don't think they're going to be gaining. With the offseason they had, I don't think so. Here's some things that need to happen. Joey Votto needs to return to classic Joey Votto self. Like, he needs to really turn it around. I don't think he's, I don't think at this point in his career he's got to do it. He's 38 years old almost. He needs to do that. Moustakis needs to earn his money. Also, older than you'd expect. 33 years old. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that need to go right. Stunning Gray needs to finally take and embrace that Oakland ace role that he had at one point in his career. He, I'm not disrespecting Stunning Gray. He's been a pretty good MLB pitcher for the most part. Nasty. Just 
not ace. Luis Castillo needs to make that jump. You need either two of your prospects in Antoine and Ladella to come up and have serious impact. And the pen needs to surprise you. So, a lot of ifs. But, I will say, they have a better chance of doing something than the Giants do. Or the Marlins do. Who built yes. both maybe better teams than the Reds, in my opinion. The Giants are a better team. And I think that the the Marlins, I like their lineup definitely better. And I like their young their talent kind of better than the Reds team. But I think the Reds just are in a better, uh, worse division, so they'll get a better shot at it. Yeah, I think I think the Reds lineup is um, is better than both those lineups. They just played so bad, but maybe that is what they're going to play like. Um, Wait, you would take but... the Reds lineup over the the Giants lineup. I like the Giants lineup. Donnie Barrows, Mike Yastrzemski, just to name a few. Like there's some guys: Brandon Belt, Crawford, Buster. Yeah, Posey. I think I'm thinking I'm doing Reds. I'm taking Giants all day. They were like the top top seven in run scored last year. I, I'm a big Giants lineup guy. But I def, there's definitely upside in the Reds lineup, so I, I get what you're saying on that. Yeah, if, if they play if they play like they're getting paid to play, they should be in a good spot, but they were just so awful that I have no faith really in them this year. Uh, I don't either. So, yeah, that's kind of where the state of the Reds is. I don't really know how to feel about them. It's tough. Like you mentioned, bad division. Maybe they can kind of beat up on the Pirates and some other teams, but it feels like, if anything, they'll be the team to get beat up on. Yeah, I, I think this is a fourth-place team. Don't spoil them, Jack, because we got to talk about how they look first. Oh, yeah, that'll be a positive light. Just kidding. Socks again. I, so I don't bad. like their uniforms. We've never <laughs> talked about... Good. I don't think we've ever had a conversation about the Cincinnati Reds uniform, which should tell you everything you need to know because that's about 95% of our day. Their uniform <laughs> is so bad. Too much white. What are we doing? And then the red is not a flattering red. Not a flattering red. And then, I mean, I will give them the credit. They go for it. They had that, I mean, I don't know if it was this year or the year before. They had, like, a different alternate for every, like, Thursday or whatever it was. A lot of different uniforms, but I don't think any of them were that good. My hot take is I think the reds uniforms look like they went into custom painter on, like, Adobe. And they just picked a shade of red and threw it on there. And it's not yeah. good. It's not good it's, at it's all. It's default red. It's yep, default red. I'm coming in at a harsh 1.042. Mm. Lowest ranking. I'm going to give them a 1.9 because how they're not afraid to switch it up and go retro. They played with sleeveless shirts. You know, they're not afraid for that. Um, it's just their colors aren't doing it for them. Their logo isn't doing it for them. They're also called the Reds. They're a little limited. So I mean, lame. their name is a color. Also, the sleeveless. I was not in on the sleeveless unis. No. Puig wearing it was a highlight of my life, but The rest of them just look like no. douchebag high school football players. Yeah, not a good move. So, yeah, really low uniform rankings. Okay. Maybe our lowest. I think we're going to—we're not <laughs> keeping track, but we're going to have to release an official top 30 uniform ranking. Uh, that we can yeah, agree on. that would get people people going. I'm into it, but this the Reds are definitely I think 30th. I'd have to look at a full full team, but yeah, I mean they're not bottom five. It's it's, it's bottom five, yeah. I, they're not painfully ugly, which I think some others might be, but they're so irrelevant and just like whatever to me. It that has to have. Have you some ever seen a points. human being wearing a Cincinnati Reds jersey? No. Yeah, they don't exist. They're a figment of your imagination. Yeah, I don't. They probably don't even sell them. 
I doubt it. You, you click on the you click on the Reds tab in MLB Store, and it just brings up like Tatis jerseys. It's yeah, like, it's just, don't don't even spend your money. What default. are you doing? They're like, no, we're not yeah. selling these. The only thing MLB <laughs> shop does right. I love how I have to say the full yeah. URL. <laughs> yeah, what are we sponsored? Plugged. So Jack, what do you have them coming in for in 2021? <laughs> um, well, I was looking at my Google.com forward slash 30 for 30 document, <laughs> and I have them coming in at. You didn't even have a photo after you roasted me. Uh, no, no, I did. I was just, it, was, it, was, it was suspense. Sorry, I had to go to docs.google.com forward slash 30 and 30. All right, all right. <laughs> Keep it down, 73, kid. 73 and 89. I think this is – they're going to they're gonna be stinky. Ooh, stinky. Um, I just felt like a dad at dinner when, like, their conversation gets too much. All right, let's keep it down over there. <laughs> yeah, didn't like – also, the face you just did, didn't like that. You didn't like my face? It was, it was very, like, you – it felt like it was too accurate of you having, like, three kids running around. And you're like – Like, I saw it. I, felt, I saw it. I, was, I, I didn't I, like it. I felt kind of handsome. But, all right, no problem. <laughs> They're coming in at 75 and 87 for me. I might have to deduct a win. Yeah, I'm dropping, actually. 74 and 88 just because they look so bad. They're not going to play good. So, we're changing that. 74 and 88 for the Cincinnati Reds. This was a row session, not only of my looks, mm-hmm. but of the Cincinnati Reds as a whole. <laughs> so, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode as we talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. In the meantime, let us know what you guys thought of this episode. What do you have the Reds coming in at in 2020? What storylines do you guys want to talk about? Tweet us on Twitter at WeGotSBB, on Instagram and TikTok at WeGotSBaseball. Leave a rating if you have the time, and we'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy and stay chill.